it just keeps getting worse. So many pressures on farming. And people are to the breaking point. We see farms going out of business as a result of the additional pressures, you know, whether it's fuel costs or questions about water rights or loss of farmland to to buffer proposals and there's so many things and and of course another pressure that's hugely driving costs on a lot of crops that are are special and important to washington state specifically that are labor intensive our labor costs not only you know minimum wages and and higher minimum wages in areas where the guest worker program is used but also now agricultural overtime as we've talked a lot about on this program has driven costs up and what to do a lot of farms are to the point where the only way they can survive is to back away from giving people that many hours because they just can't pencil um, what it costs to pay time and a half if people during a busy season are, are working uh, beyond 40 hours a week. Welcome to The Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Uh, you don't have to take my word for it, though, on this. Uh, we have a, a pear farmer uh, joining us, an orchardist from Kashmir, Alex Lanusa joins us on the program. He's somebody that I met uh, this fall, actually during harvest time, um, and talked with a bunch of his workers there who are very frustrated with this overtime situation because it's meant less hours, less money in their pockets. And Alex, very frustrated as well because it's created more headaches for him, more costs for him. Um, and it's putting the future of his farm in question. And Alex, thanks for being here. Talk about what what this situation has meant for your farm overall so far you know this is something that we talked about and i'd imagine things are only that much more tough now that we're into 2024 and that threshold for overtime is all the way down to 40 hours a week yes uh, first of all thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this uh it's it's uh it's really really tough for us farmers to um tackle this one now you know over time um, it is very difficult because uh, the price went up, the minimum wage went up, everything goes up, and our prices on pairs are slightly below last year. Mm. So that does not help at all. And probably over the last 10 or 15 years, it probably hasn't gone up that much either. I know that's the case with the fruit crops here in, in western Washington. That you know, There's a general trend, but it doesn't anywhere close to keep up with with uh, the cost of inflation and, and the cost of living. True. Yeah, no, they've been, business. exactly. No, they've been, they've been where they're at or slightly below, you know, they're just, it, it's, it hasn't been a good year, honestly, in a while. Um, and it's because, you know, and now everything more expensive and it just makes it worse. What, what are you thinking in terms of your farm right now? I know uh, when I talked with you during harvest, you were saying, you weren't sure what was going to happen with your farm. No, and we're still not sure. Um, you know, things keep going like this. How many, how many uh, red number years do you really support? Hmm. You know, that's not that's nobody can handle more than one, honestly. Yeah. So, <laughs> if uh, if things continue going the way they are, um, we will pull the pear trees out and and sell for housing lots. 
that's all we can do. There it is right there. I mean, and that's what people don't want. They don't want to see small family farms go away. They don't want to see productive, rich farmland that's right now producing food instead be paved over and put houses on. But you're in a situation where, like you said, red numbers, you know, being in the red, you can't do that year after year after year. Your banker is going to say, forget it. You're done. You're bankrupt. I mean, if, if you keep going, that's what happens, right? And so what other choice do a lot of folks like yourself have but to but to go that route and say, we're done? Well, why? <laughs> and then what happens to the land? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what happens is that, you know, um, you pull out the trees and, and, and you plant houses. Mm. And uh, you'll never get the farming ground again. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never recover that. Um, and then we'll be in the in the buying fruit from another country that honestly, you know, that they don't do or don't don't follow uh, your global gap programs that we follow here for food quality, for food safety. They don't follow any of that. So they can farm for cheaper. Their um, their workers only get uh, what not even a quarter of what we pay here. Mm-hmm. So they can afford to do that, and and then we're going to have to buy that fruit. Well, because there won't be Washington fruit in the store anymore. There won't be, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. you know, it's interesting. You, you told me about this issue of, of you know, what to do when you, you can't make the numbers work anymore and having, you know, the, the specter of having to sell out for housing, like you said, which most farmers don't want to do, you know, they don't want to see their beautiful orchards go away. And same thing over here in Western Washington, the dairy farms, the berry farms, et cetera, they don't want to see those go away. But if they have no other choice but to go bankrupt or do that, it's it's heartbreaking. And you, you talked to me about that when I was out there, and I have always thought of that as more of a Western Washington problem. And I was not aware just how much that was starting to happen in Eastern Washington now too, but it's already happening there, right? I mean, you were pointing out different, you know, areas just around you where it's already starting to occur. Yes. No. And not, not only around me, um, we already started doing that. We already started, um, uh, taking some acreage and, and dividing that into some, some lots to sell so we can get money to keep farming. Just to be able to make ends meet. Exactly. So we already started doing that mm. because we can't afford it. Alex, and again, we're talking with Alex Lanusa. He's a farmer in Kashmir, Washington, grows pears. Um, he's done other tree fruit as well in the past. Talk about your story a little bit. I mean, a lot of this, you know, we're talking about wages and labor pressures. Um, and, and it's not just wages that are pressures, but it's also just the availability of labor, trying to find people who will do the work. Um, you grew up in that realm working on farms, right? You, you know how this all goes. Exactly. Yes. So I started, uh, I started working in the orchards back in, uh, 1985. Wow. Uh, I started working in the orchards and, uh, as you know, I started spraying, started mowing. And then, uh, as the years went by, I was able to buy into an orchard and, um, and that's how I became, uh, I guess you can say, uh, uh, a real farmer or a mm-hmm. farmer with orchard. Uh, and in the past, I always worked in the orchard. So, I, so I've been in the orchard for the last 35 years, been working wow. in the orchard. Yes. And um, the, the, the thing that the workers like 
back then was you could work 60 hours with no problem. And uh, even though, you know, we were getting paid minimum wage, um, we had enough money to uh, actually you could by then you could qualify to buy a house and, and you still have a little bit of money left over to take your wife out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Now, now, even though our rates are higher, minimum wage is, is twice. Now, minimum wage is sixteen twenty five. Back then it used to be eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but now we only work we only work uh, forty hours at sixteen something. You know we're making five hundred bucks a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that you're making two thousand dollars a month. That's not doesn't qualify. Doesn't get you to buy a house for your mortgage payment, um, let alone everything else that comes along with it. You know your car payment. You just you can't. What do you say, you know, since you've been on both sides of this coin, as, as the farmer, the orchardist now, you've been the farm worker as well, you, you know how it all works together or doesn't work as it seems like it's heading to now. How do you explain this to people who say, well, why don't you just pay overtime and people deserve overtime? And, you know, there's a lot of those conversations out there and, and people who haven't been around farming don't generally understand that there is a difference, but how do you explain it and how do you show that it's not just farmers being greedy and withholding wages from people that they otherwise should deserve? It's very easy. Our prices per pair doesn't justify us being able to pay the overtime. It's not that we're greedy and we don't want to pay it. No, we can't pay it. That's why we're we're complaining because we cannot pay it. The workers know, they know too, that they're not going to get overtime because, because the farmers are not rich. The farmers don't have the money. Um, so they, instead of waiting for five hours of overtime in the week, they prefer to work 10, 8, 18 hours, whatever they need to work more, they prefer that than to wait to see if, if they might get five hours of overtime. Yep. And that's, that's what I did when I was working on the farm, when I was young, you know, during, cause I grew up on a red raspberry farm over here in, in Western Washington. I wanted to get as many hours as I could. And I know that if I would have been required to pay, be paid time and a half over 40, it would have been like, well, okay, whoa, whoa, at 40 hours, that's it. Um, And I would have been, I would have been ticked. Honestly, I would have made a lot less money in my summers because that's when the hours are there. You can't just pick up the hours in the fall or the winter, you know, depending on the season and the crop that you're dealing with. You have to get the hours when they're there because they're not there year round. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's the, that's the thing, you know. Um, and that was a good good thing, I guess, about working in in the in the orchards and the agriculture because you could work uh, you could work ten hours a day. Actually, we got to work twelve hours a day um, when when there's a lot of work and the farmers need you. Um, and it was awesome. We we felt we had good fat checks. Now, um, even though, like I say again, even though the the minimum wage is up, they're not gonna get them. So you start losing interest of working in the orchard because um, you can work forty hours in the orchard, but you can also work forty hours uh, any other job. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Pay, that's a good point. So, why, why people would still work? You know, it's hard work, and, and it is, yeah. you know, it, but so. Some people have said, you know, why does anybody do this farm work? Well, it used to be a way that you could make a lot of money quick if you wanted to. Um, yes. And, and that's going away. 
So it's really exacerbating the problem that people have complained about, that people can't make very much money doing farm work. Well, they're actually making that worse with this rule. They're making it worse because everybody knows that for the agriculture where we are low on, on labor guys. You know, there's not many workers out there. Uh, the the third generation kids don't want to look towards the orchards. They don't want to work in agriculture. They rather, you know, have a, a job in an office with a computer and and they're fine. You know, that's what they they want to do. They don't want to go back in the orchard. So now let's say I need 10 guys in the orchard to work for me for the for the season. Well, now I'm going to have to bring 14 guys in order to to get my job done and uh, and, and keep it on the 40 hours. OK, we don't have 10 guys. Do you think we're going to get 14? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're not <laughs> exactly it's gonna be harder it's gonna be harder yeah this is the farming show on kgmi i'm dylan honkoop um, with save family farming uh, i'm talking with alex lanuza he's a farmer in Kashmir, washington which for those of you uh, who haven't been there recently as i have been multiple times lately it's been awesome to get over on the east side and see some of the different farming over there especially all the orcharding that goes on uh, that's just outside of, say, Wenatchee. Lots of folks familiar with that. Kind of uh, between Wenatchee and Leavenworth. People know where that is. So that's what we're talking about, that hilly country out there. It's really great for, for tree fruit, um, like what Alex grows with pears and a lot of other you know cherries and uh, certainly a lot of apples. Wenatchee, known as the apple, apple capital of the world. Uh, speaking of the capital... Uh, Alex, there were a lot of workers that came to the state capitol uh, just a, a number of days ago. Talk about that as well and the message that they were sending there. That was pretty amazing to see. Yes, that was. It was a big turnout. And all those, all those workers were there because they, they know that they're not going to benefit at all for the over, from the overtime. They rather work than 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 wait for overtime, you know, or 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 rely on the government, mm -hmm. you know. They rather work than to go and ask for food stamps. They they rather work, so that's why they were there. Yeah, it, it, what were what was the nature of the conversations you were having with the workers around there? What were they saying to you? Uh, I think you know the TV cameras captured what they were chanting as far as no overtime, we want to work. What were some of the stories that you were hearing from folks? Well, some of the stories were uh, that, hey, with my 40 hours, I'm not going to pay my rent. I, mm. Yeah, so that's what they were worried about. Hey, 40 hours is not going to pay my rent. We need to work. And, and, and yes, honestly, we know we need to work. Um, so letting them work will benefit them more than wanting to wait for the, for the overtime. Now, of course, some out there also are saying, well, you know, farming just has a business model problem. Obviously the first thing you should do, and I'm paraphrasing some, some Twitter chatter about this issue on posts that we've done recently at save farming on twitter uh, the save family farming twitter account um, people responding saying well farming obviously if 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 you can't pay your workers what they are owed uh, air quotes you know um as far as overtime um then you must have a bad bad business model and you need to figure out something else in terms of profitability to be able to pay people better. What, what would your response be 
to those folks, I, I think, you know, are, are, they, are they ready to get their fruit from somewhere else? Exactly. Exactly. That's our, that's our bad model right there. It's our price. It's our price that we're getting paid for our product, you know? Yep. Um, yes. And, and, <laughs> and they complain about the price, but yes, they're not supporting us. So yeah, I guess that's what they're going to do. They're going to end up getting it from yeah. another country. So, you know, if we pull our orchards out, then they're going to be happy. Yeah. That's a that's a sorry state of affairs if that's where we end up, but that's what this is pushing, and, and it's just it takes a lot to get people to believe that it's true. And we're we're not crying wolf here. We're not making up a narrative. We're not just trying to protect people who are trying to get rich off of you know workers, as some of the false narratives have gone. This is real, as we are saying. Um, Alex, did you happen to watch that hearing uh, that happened a few days after the rally in Olympia where this idea of seasonality was brought up, the proposal, um, Senate Bill 5476 that came up uh, again, people talking about a 12-week window where people would be allowed to go up to 50 hours a week, let workers make more money, um, and help farmers get crops in D did you watch that hearing do you have any reaction to some of the things that were said about that um honestly i did not i did okay. not i wanted to but i was on the orchard working with the guys so i did not yeah. get a chance i think it was at 10 o'clock right yeah 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 no i didn't no and that and that's okay because you're actually doing things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what was depressing about that meeting was you know, there were activists who came and testified against this bill that would help farm workers make more money. And the activists claimed to advocate for farm workers, yet they were, they were advocating against the bill that would help farm workers. And interestingly enough, they were even mentioning the rally um, that happened, saying that those workers... And again, I'm paraphrasing here, don't know what they were talking about or were had been deceived by the farms into, you know, asking for no overtime. And they, they just really didn't know what was what was best for them what was how it came across. I don't know if you've heard any of that or seen any of that on social media or anything like that. But how do you respond to people who are, you know, pushing against something that's designed to help workers and saying that the the workers that are pushing for it and rallying don't know what they're talking about. I, how do you say that th the 300 people that we have all, uh, Alex, do those folks look like they didn't know what they were talking about to you? Yeah, no, actually, uh, <laughs> the people who are against it is who, who don't know who, what they're talking about. I've had this talk with my workers. I've had this talk more than once. And, and they know that this is not benefit for them. This is only shrinking their check. You know, every two weeks they're shrinking their check. Um, so they were everybody that was there w knows exactly what was going on, knows exactly exactly what they were asking for. Yeah. So yeah, no. Every if they were there, it's because they are totally against the overtime because they would rather work than sit around and wait for the overtime. Yep. Yep. And I think it's you know I, I would say it's uh, offensive. Um, and insulting that these people were trying to suggest, especially since they claim to advocate for them, yet they were suggesting they, yeah. the same people that they say they're advocating for don't know what they're talking about and they know better. It's pretty twisted. 
if you asked me. Alex Lanusa, he's a pear farmer in Kashmir, Washington, checking in with us on the farming show this morning. Alex, thanks for what you do, growing great food, and, and thanks for taking the time to be on the program this morning. We really appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much, uh, and thank you for all your help that you're uh, doing for us, and uh, hope we can get somewhere uh, with our message, because uh, if this continues, we're going to have less and less orchards and less and less fruit. Thank you.